Okay, we're live. Greetings, and welcome to another Wake the Dead. Today, we are uh, welcomed as William Ramsey here is hosting our show, and William is a guest for my show to be hosted here on William Ramsey's show, William Ramsey Investigates. So hello, everybody, from your your show, William, and hello, William, welcome again. Thank you. Yeah, great to be with you. Thanks for the invite. Wonderful. Yeah, we, uh, we've uh, I've gotten to know you very well, and uh, this is great. I I sent you a message, and I I this has really been bugging me over the years that um, that people are still under the spell of Damien Eccles and the West Memphis Three being innocent, and it's been proven over and over again they're not, and there's uh, all of this money and um organized uh i i mean i guess i see them as satanic powers uh you know hollywood and uh these high money uh uh people like uh johnny depp and such and you know uh peter jackson and uh, these these people are part of another cult and it seems as though uh they have helped uh these boys who have been uh who murdered three uh younger boys uh the 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 west memphis three murders happened in 93 and uh damien eccles uh jason baldwin and jesse miss kelly were uh were put in jail uh convicted put in jail on death row for the murder of these children. And uh, there has been, since 96, there has been a uh, concerted effort to exonerate them in the minds of the public, even though there is no evidence to prove that they are innocent. Um, it, it's as if it's a glamor spell that everyone has been put under and still to this day smart thinking people that are good friends of mine have a book on their shelf damien Eccles' high magic and signed by the guy i'm like what is this and then we get an argument and they keep telling me he's innocent and i say no way and it's like i have to prove again and you've written a book and i i wanted you to weigh in on this with your expertise uh what do you think about this topic and what uh you know, how, how have you seen and experienced these people? Uh, I guess that's not a question, but what do you think? No, but it is. I, but I think you used the right word, a spell. It's almost yeah. like they're under a spell where they can't go back and look at the kind of cold, hard facts that were mm -hmm. accumulated, which are accessible. They really are accessible online. I've actually found them again under Callahan 8K. I mean, I studied this. My book was published 10 years ago. It's almost like a decade right now. But I spent right. a a good year or two studying before I published the book, but you can go back and look at all the court case documents very much in detail. I've read some of the case documents recently into my podcast, so people can go back and check that out. But it is important, like strange how this spell really has uh, been around for decades. And I think that there is something with about it having to do with magic, magic with a K. So I exactly. think that's, yeah, that's the right word. Like Damien today is famous for being a magician, 
And he says magic with a K on his book. So that relates to Crowley and Thelema. Uh, when you add the K to the end of the word, it makes it add up to 11. And it has all, there's all of this meaning to that. And uh, so he ascribes to this Crowley uh, Thelema type magic. He, while he was in jail, he was inducted into the AA. Um, and he studied the whole time he was in prison. And uh, when he gets released, it's as if it was a celebration. Like they give him this uh, coming out party. Yay, the magician is free. And the, he's famous. His big occult ritual that he's famous for is murdering children. And if you look at Crowley's uh, paper, you know, Crowley's work, he says that the best ritual sacrifice is child blood uh it's not he's you know some people like to use incense but that's not as efficacious as child sacrifice you know and crowley says that and then they bring it up in the trial and he acts dumb he acts like oh i don't know who crowley is you know but we we all know what, everything that damien says is a lie i mean we can get into many of his lies later if you like there's a lot there. That'd be its own whole show. But <laughs> he deflected it on the court. He said, who's this guy, Oscar? And then I think his response at trial was, he's a guy who believed he was a god, which I think is actually accurate. Right. At least he promoted himself as a god, Crowley did. Um, so, right. Yeah. That's in trial. And this is what I'm showing, because you mentioned the AA just a second ago. This was a published on the, and I've shown this in other talks, so this was published in the OTO kind of newsletter and it's called sk 931 and if you read through this and i can just read through it but he does get called by somebody else as a thelemite so he has right right he's, i mean he's a th aa and knowing that the state of arkansas would be combing over every detail in his book and letters for evidence of his involvement in the satanic cult he chose to allow himself outed as a thelemite within our community at great personal risk he chose to become registered with the oto prison ministry so there you go. Well, T.O. has a prison. That figures. So, okay. I mean, so he uh, he practiced magic the entire time he was in prison. He was practicing magic before he went to prison. And I believe that his family, his father, was a member of this, uh, one of the external orders of this cult. Uh, he Based on what evidence? How do you know that? Uh the oh man, I really can't get into that. I'm not prepared to bring. I I probably okay, should say, but um, it from what I've discerned, uh, I should probably I'll I'll send you evidence when I find okay. it. I, should, I don't have my notes, but um, uh, I believe that that he was he was uh, a younger initiate in the family of this. I mean, he was murdering uh, animals. He had, um, you know, animal parts in jars. Uh, his, um, I believe that it's the same as, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that eats people. Uh, Jeffrey oh, Dahmer. Dahmer? Yeah, Dahmer. It's the same type of childhood, the same relation with his father. Um, they both had, you know, were, were doing experiments with animals, you know. Um, I guess that can be similar to a lot of things. A lot of murderers and psychopaths do that uh that's a common i think there's three common traits bedwetting setting fires and torturing animals yeah wow 
And yeah, I've, I've heard that bedwetting is a result of child sexual abuse. It can be also used. So that, that might be just child sexual abuse is the first one, you know? Right. Um, so um, I, you know, I'm not, it, Damien always plays the victim and he's always as if like, Oh, my teeth were falling out or, Oh, I was, I was so abused. And then he, he downplays the victimization of the children of Chris Byers, Michael Moore and Stevie branch. Um, I think that that is, uh, you know, that is indicative of what is, what his spell is doing. It's making people not see the victim. And then they put that their care towards Damien instead. And they say they, they're emoting for the, the predator instead it seems as i mean that if you look at hollywood there's a lot of that where the enemy the the bad guy is the hero sometimes where they kind of they cross this the they they the line of morality is smudged away and they you know um it the anti-hero becomes the hero and i think that that is a, that is a, an overall spell that is being put out and i think he's trying to use that in an individual manner for his own case and every time he's ever on tv he's always playing the victim and oh they abused me and oh they you know made my teeth fall out and i was going blind i got beat every day in jail yeah you know, yeah guards were beating me up even though he was in solitary right he was, he was locked down 23 hours a day right, right. so yeah, it's I mean, it's really it's it's plainly obvious that everything he's saying is a lie, but they choose to accept it. It's like a confirmation bias that they have. These fans, have you experienced that? Have you spoken to many of these people that are fans? Have you tried to convince them? I have a whole file of all my interactions. With really? Fans. Yeah, we can just go through some. I got pictures <laughs> and pictures. I got all this stuff because I when I published this book, it was like throwing gasoline on a fire like people were just incensed they were so angry right. like i called every name in the book christian fundamentalist idiot um, <laughs> southern hick like they think that the critique of the case is if you're like a stupid southerner so that's what i got called like all these very strange yeah. things. like i know i actually just went and looked at the documents but yeah no i've had tons of interactions i got gang piled on my on my amazon page so yeah. we give it like tons of one-star reviews for a moment it's really a simple book. Like people like all it is, is really just organizing. Well, it has other chapters that I think. Well, you compiled the evidence, yeah. right? Compiled the evidence on a date, uh, timeline manner. So people right. can, you don't have to flip around. They can just go, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I've had tons of interaction. With and it seems people. like you, um, you are one of the few that ever go against the stream. Every, there's this huge tidal wave of, you know media pushing the the narrative towards they were innocent everybody think they're innocent and you know there's this innocence project which is going on you and roberta glass talk about it um uh it's that it seems satanic to me to make people love the evil you know like to like to let barabbas be free you know well said very well said it's like that. It has a very scary element. Like 
you they're like what's the guy who uh the serial case where they like oh man this poor guy he was guilty as hell as of of killing his girlfriend oh Ed. yeah so that was another hbo story. special wasn't it yeah, that so that was... was one of the real innocence ones these right. that so this dog these documentaries that these guys were involved in they're not it's not a singular event there's other documentaries the one about brandon dacey and that avery guy that guy mm-hmm. was guilty as heck too he was a exactly right so there's and something people... happening through hollywood and it's really fascinating i've, I've got to find this picture of these guys all three of them are in hollywood with the directors berlinger and sanofsky and an executive from hbo and the, the executives are clapping for them it is so deranged it's so crazy yeah. like what are you guys really doing and there's also another picture of them all of them together with baldwin with the two directors and another executive from hbo why are these guys non-objective about this and that's what the way these documentaries which probably are the defining information people have about this case why why are these guys have this position yeah um like i i heard it I was like going through some stuff yesterday to prepare for this. And um, I heard Johnny Depp in an interview say the reason he cares so much about Damien Eccles is because he saw the Paradise Lost documentary. And that was it put the spell on him, you know, and I mean, or at least that's what he says. I believe that Johnny Depp is part of the same cult. You know, I think that they do. But I think that's what he can say to the public is, yeah, oh, I saw this documentary. But so I think that that right. that documentary is the pivotal that is the sea change. And that is what, you know, put them on the map, made them popular. You know, I think that this documentary was probably produced by people connected to the cult. Uh, I can't perhaps can't prove that perhaps. yet. I mean, I have to look into it more. Uh, well, this, uh, well, just to just to go the the book of record, Devil's Not, that woman Mara Leverett, she said some things in public were directly in contradiction to the case records and what was put in the uh, testimony at trial. Right. And she was actually just there this year for this whole kind of uh, performative charade about them trying to get some DNA evidence from the evidence locker. Wow. And they already agree. Yeah, she was there like uh, as an activist for them. Yeah, so it's one of the strangest things. So people will also push people. Devil's Not is the book of record, but that has a ton of problems. I mean, that book, I have to go back and reanalyze it. And when they found his storage locker, I don't know if you heard this, but yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, oh, the story about the storage locker and that they had a copy of the, the uh, proof of the book before it was even published in that storage locker. Why do you guys have that copy of the book? Like, right. How did that get in there? Like, right. that's because he gets to approve it. You know, he gets to do the uh, check it. Uh, you know. There was a receipt within those within the paperwork in that closet that had a bill. If I remember correctly, had a bill from their attorneys looking through Devil's Knot to see if there was anything in there. <laughs> see, that that exactly. that book was proof by his attorneys. Right? Can you believe that? Like that? I can't. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it only makes sense. Uh, so, I mean, it, the. Uh, can I show you this picture real quick? Please. Yeah. This is the picture I was just referencing, but I can't remember this lady's name. She is like some important person in Hollywood. She's like celebrated. Hmm. Look at them like clapping. So the two, yeah, they love that directors, and there they are together. These then they're presented as like 
victims the of the shining, system. Yeah, they're yeah. shining. It's like the evidence. Name. It's the evidence of their satanic working. It's like, look, these guys are heroes now. Look what we can do. We can, you know, um, that's it's like Satanism is like this. It's basically mind control for everybody. And if they can make everybody believe that these obvious killers that were twice convicted and confessed how, how many times, I don't know, um, three or four at least, uh, that these guys can be heroes. And if and then especially even if Damien is like promoting ceremonial black magic, you know, and he's putting these sigils on people and get putting them in front of people. And they're like, he's like, this one means love. Like, Oh yeah. Okay. Guy. I'll believe that. You know, it's, it seems like the, I mean, it is a continual working. It's still happening today. Yeah. It's really interesting to see it, to perceive it that way. It really is. Yeah. Like it's an ongoing, ongoing working to just to keep finding more people to believe their, their lies. And they haven't really, they haven't really backed off of it, you know. No, it's still going into public and yeah, people and BSing. Yeah. You're the only one, like you and like uh, uh, Meese, Gary Meese, and yeah, Meese got it. Yeah, uh, you know, Roberta Glass talks about it, and Opperman yeah. too. I did a lot of early oh, right. stuff with Opperman. Ed Opperman is good. Too. And there's a good one with me and Dave McGowan talking about the case, like McGowan. Right. Got it. Yeah, I heard that. I can read you. Yeah. Please. McGowan sent me a, a. I don't think anybody's really ever heard seen this document from McGowan that he sent me, but I'll I'll share it with you if you want. See Please, that's great. Thank you. Let's see if I can find it and read it. So this is what he you know, he has this kind of similar view as you as like his default was everybody's in a cult. Like the whole thing is a big fat cult. Like yeah, some he, kind of strange thing going on. Big picture, Let me see if right. I can pull this yeah. up. But this is his critique. And I can I maybe read a couple paragraphs. I'll try to read this into the record today. Like his his book, um, uh, sorry, but his book, um, "Program to Kill," that was the overarching theme of it. Is that all these these murders are cult murders and like mafia hits that um, you know, Son of Sam is like a way of cleaning them all up and getting them off the books, and you know, he's a fall guy for others. You know, and he even like uh, uh, Berkowitz uh, said, like, oh, yeah, I'm one of many. And, um, you know, it, Dave McGowan does a great job. Of, like, I'm just kind of fumbling through it, but he does a great job. Everybody should read his book. And it's I believe still super in, for in, uh, informational and influential. Yes. That book program to guilt, kill spawned webcasts and all kinds of other stories and studies. I mean, it really was before time. It's really right. And that that. The cover is a guy who has a pentagram carved in his chest. That was yeah. a satanic murder case in San Francisco. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. Let me read this. This. Uh, this Please. is. This is from Dave McGowan. I'm just going to read one paragraph. Quote. Then I wrote that there was ample evidence that the West Memphis cult was most likely of the intergenerational variety, based on the actions of Michael's mother and Jesse's father, and Jesse and Michael themselves. Psychiatric problems from very early age and prone to violence. The sequence of torturing small bugs to lizards etc and graduating to small animals in addition the documentation referencing the violent tendencies of all three of the west memphis three i added i was unsure if jason was also intergenerational but that it was highly unusual yet not virtually impossible that some initiates might not have been simply born into the cult so wow. that's kind of his view yeah 
that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, that's uh, that's perfect. I wish Dave McGon was here. To... Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a shame. Uh, here's another one. I wrote that the high priest kept all the photographs and the catalog was probably buried or put away in a secure location. I also wrote that they were not only used photographs, they just happened to be unlucky enough to have made themselves available in an opportune moment and most likely have been lured by someone they knew. As I've said, I previously, as I have previously, that other members were present. Right. So. Right. Yeah, crazy. It's, it's so sad, those poor kids. And I mean, and that kind of thing happens all the time with these cults. They they steal kids. They have intergenerational born into the cult kids. Um, you know, they traumatize one kid by killing another kid in front of him. You know, they they ritually take the blood. Uh, the fear and the torture is part of the sacrifice. It's necessary to infuse the blood. Um, this kind of thing, you see more and more of it every every day as you learn about it. And, um, you know, Hollywood and politics, these places are rife with these people who are members of this cult and this over. I mean, there's there's many orders, but they all are part of this one hierarchical structure, as, as far as I can tell what I've found. Um, like masonry is like a like a, a umbrella with lots of little orders, you know. And because of the secrecy, they get tapped on the shoulder and brought up into another order. And so I, I believe that you know Satanism itself, like Levian Satanism, is a uh, a piece. Uh, it's a it's a it's an aggregating structure to to gather up psychopaths from the regular society instead of the ones that are intergenerational. And it brings them up into higher orders. Uh, they prove their immorality and so they can be used. Uh, and I, I've, I've had Mark Passio on my, my show talking about this uh, where he was being groomed for the club of Rome, you know, and these people that, that are in government and in um, Hollywood uh, most likely are either intergenerational or uh, have been picked from from orders of secret orders to be put there to do a certain job. And I think that job that they're doing is the satanification of society in general to turn everything against nature, to turn us against family and to turn us against our own self, to change our gender back to or back to not back to anything, but change our gender to the opposite, right. change right. nature to the opposite. Um, you know, they, they st take the nature and then they invert it and give us back this mechanical, like, you know, simulacra. Um, I guess that's kind of a deep well of, <laughs> you know, that's kind of a deep rabbit hole. But I mean, I believe that this is part of it. And I think that it happening in 93 is significant. Um, the, the date that it happened, and the astrology of when it happened, um, the method of how they were uh, submerged in the water on the full moon. It was near Beltane. Um, I think that these are important elements that should not be overlooked. And people, they, the ones under the spell, they're like, oh, yeah, it was turtles that, you know, and oh, they were just, you know, it, they have all these nonsensical but when you look at it from the bigger picture of ceremonial 
dark magic, then it all makes sense. And that they were doing their deed to, you know, they went to jail to prove themselves to the cult. And now they're golden boy, you know. They're international golden boys. This is what I was just talking about earlier. This is the was found in the garage, their old garage, and it was the advanced uncorrected proofs. Devil's not to choose to the West Memphis Street. It's unbelievable. How do they get this? Why do they have this? Right. I'm, what it indicates to me is that somebody's in communication with them before the publication of this book. Exactly. That's exactly that. And that's because this is a managed uh, PR campaign, you know, and the, they have to have a say at the end. And they were probably given that by the, the larger cult. <laughs> <laughs> I can't prove that. You know. yeah. Yeah, Those exactly. are all all secrecy, all through exactly. tons of secrecy and stuff you just never would know, but you can deduce that something right. other else is happening. And right. it just is shocking to me that she was even um, at this kind of most recent hearing about the habeas corpus, which was legally untenable. I could have told them that from the very beginning. <laughs> it, was not, it wasn't. It was. It's not legitimate. The habeas corpus is like an old piece of equity law where, you know, where's the person that you're trying to find them? It actually comes from the Magna Carta. It's right. like because the king used to grab people and not tell them which jail they were in. And so that was really it. So you'd have to have some person in jail. In right. Habeas corpus is that's the purpose is to. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so uh, here, uh, Damien, Damien tells television interviewers in 2016, he says, I spent 18 years, 76 days on death row in Arkansas for a crime I did not commit before uh, DNA testing finally led to my release in 2011. Yeah. That's a That's total lie. A lie. Yeah, it's a total, total lie. lie. I mean, uh, there was no DNA. He's get. The, I mean, and he gets away with saying this stuff. So true. Why do you think that they don't? So many. I've watched so many interviews with either The View or with somebody else. And they just never, they never like look into like what the court says. Why do you think they're not doing their job? Like the journalists, it's terrible. They suck. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, in my opinion, they're part of the cult too, man. Wow. So you think that you think it's really that sinister? Oh, I think all these people have gotten the message. Yeah. Like, hey, you're you're just going to go with this as a story. Katie Couric. I mean, come on, she's. She's one of them, you know what I mean? Like, dude, it's like the invasion. It's like invasion of the body snatchers. Like, you don't know. There's so many creepy people. Like, like you guys really are just gonna log roll for this guy. It's incredible. I agree. Like, what was the, what was the other guy? It was Piers Morgan? You're just looking up. He's like, he's. You have to see that. Have you seen the Piers Morgan interview? He goes, you don't look like a blood drinking Satanist. And I'm like, who are you looking at? <laughs> who the hell are you looking at? Piers Morgan, what are you talking about? Yeah, Piers. Have you seen that one? No, I, I haven't. Let me I see haven't. if I can find it. These talking heads that are that are out there, they're pushing us the satanic message. You know, I think it is overarching. I think it is the entire society. That's how they keep us like cattle. You know, that's how they keep us voting. That's how they keep us buying their, you know, being slaves. It's um, it's one big occult ritual to keep us in a glamour state. And they, it's as if they, they're proud of this achievement. And when they can make you believe that snow is black or, you know, the opposite of nature, then, then they're like, that is a job well done, you know, 
That's, that's incredible. Okay, let yeah. me see if I can play the audio on this. Like we we can watch the whole thing and comment Please. on it if you want. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's, let's go for the beginning there. But the, I'll, I'll stop it when he says, "You don't look like this." Like I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. And that's really part of the Satanism, like you said. It's telling you that the the snow is black. Right. That's what they're doing, and I think that that's a deeper kind of magical kind of working is to get people into that phase where they are just passively believe anything you say. Yes. I think that's something that happens in like Scientology. Like yeah. They know they they try to give you the most unbelievable stuff, but the response if you don't respond like hey whoa I don't believe that then they know they got you. So exactly. When they get you with the Zeni papers, it's like it's like a test. Because yes. the real believers be like, yeah, you're right. Zenu was totally real. <laughs> I was a, a spirit back in a volcano, and the controller Hubbard or whoever it is goes. Oh, we got a good one here. Real them in. Yep. We got the hook, we got line, and sinker. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> and those are the ones that they bring up to the other to the higher orders. You know, <sighs> OT eight or whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Interesting daylight. Sign of silence, right? So exactly. He's making, yeah, yeah it's Hippocrates. Yeah, the sign of Hippocrates. This yeah, is not Hippocrates. a mistake. This is not a mistake. Exactly. Never. I hadn't seen daylight in almost a decade. I hadn't been exposed to sunlight in 10 years. For almost 10 years. Oh. So he was on probation for being charged with entering Burnley. Again. Yeah, there he goes again. Well, you just... A bit different. The most trouble I'd ever gotten into was like running away from home as a teenager, something like that. It was like some alone. No. <laughs> oh, Here's Martin so Manifest, the worst in journalistic standards. This guy here. No, I want to go back and look at that because it goes into what we're covering about. Because I right here, he seems to be covering for this guy here. Totally. That's the job. That's yeah, the big right. working. Right. I think you're totally right. Awesome. <laughs> As the twice convicted murderer nods along agreement. I mean, listen to this question. Look at Pierce. He is setting up the public for this this garbage. Watch, listen to this. Okay. This is, this is incredible. This guy here sitting next to you. You come across to me. I've never met you before in my life, but you come across to me as somebody rounded, intelligent, eloquent, not the things you would associate with the portrayal of you no court case of this devil worshipping satanic occult obsessed you know weirdo dangerous maniac who could be capable of killing three young children yeah oh that's just what i see of you while you're doing the sign of harpocrates with a huge blue square behind you like yeah. you're on the square of freemasonry okay wow, yeah. <laughs> if you notice he doesn't have a square he's got a rectangle but behind Eccles, Eccles is the, who could be capable look, of right there. Right, the it's like, yep, yep, and that <laughs> sign of silence is also Freemasonic, yeah, right. It comes from, I think, it comes from Freemasonry, it right. goes back to Egypt, right? Exactly, and you can see statuary from Egypt with the that god, Harpocrates, or whatever, yeah, and it's in it's in Crowley's Toth deck, um, uh, Harpocrates, uh, I forget which, it's one of the Trumps. And there's like a picture of Harpocrates doing the sign of the sign of silence. So I can't remember what else I put in here. It's been a long. And then oh, he lies about a suicide attempt five days after his arrest. 
I'm doing this for the audio people. He changes the story after Morrison asks a direct question. Then he adds a sob story about how there would be no light at the end of the tunnel, but he had already been in jail for five, only been in jail for five days. So he does this other prevarication about his suicide attempt. Yeah, he, I mean, have you ever had suicidal thoughts? I think I probably did when I was, you know, just young teenage angst. You know, stuff you go through as a kid, just because I was, you know, such a misfit in the community where I lived. But it never was anything. But not after you were put in prison. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, that's did you ever try and take your own life? Yeah, I did. At one oh. time, I took an overdose of um, basically sleeping pills, antidepressants, um, just because it was, like you said a while ago, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It seems like there's no hope, and the pressure was so great that. For a moment, I lost all hope. I felt I may spend, you know, God knows how long here going through this. And I did. I took an overdose of pills to try to end my life. Such a tearjerker. Oh. Yeah. 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 And this is okay. another fable. Like, he's always afraid of being assaulted. But he's just constant. Look at this. This is just an overt sign of silence right there. He's just doing it the entire time. Right to more. Yeah. More it's been going on like a lot. Every time he's not speaking, he's yeah, doing it. Just the whole yeah. thing. So he must know that Morgan isn't going to call him out on that. Of course because not. If somebody did that to me over and over again, I'd be like, why the hell do you keep doing that? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, good point. Because if I mean, if I was talking to you and you were doing that constantly, I'd be like, what's the deal, bro? Uh, but this, I think Piers Morgan, I mean, CNN is a front for, you know, the white, the the bigger cult, and the if you are, right, exactly, and if you are on CNN, the people that are what the cult people that are reviewing this, they they want to see that you give that sign of silence to you know what I mean. He knows that the important people are watching, so he has to give his his signals because this is like CNN level. So uh, he's just proving that he's still in the club and he won't say anything that he's not supposed to. And, you know, he's playing his part of, woe is me. I'm a, you know, I'm such a victim. Right. But you and know, no one even thinks about the kids. It's like, right. The kids are just, yeah, they don't care. But yeah. it is interesting because only recently have I really had this recent thought because I was going through some of my older research. Mm -hmm. And in what part is Eccles, these three, part of this kind of New World Order movement? Like part of the greater thing, like the breakdown of gender, strip, you know, strip, uh, transvestite strippers around kids, this whole thing. Because okay. like, Eccles wanted to say he wanted to be the king of freaks. That was kind <laughs> of his dream. So what part is he in this whole far broader cultural, satanic, Luciferian movement? I think that's an right. important question. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I think he's a performance actor. Like he's doing like the, the ritual itself is his magnum opus. The, the killing of the kids was. And then like all he has to do is play that part and be that. And then they can continue this play of, you know, evil people are innocent. Um, it's I think it's like they they needed this type of thing to as if the way that they had the serial killers in the past and they had the school killings. I think these are to push ideas 
into the public. And I think that they chose to have uh, a, a murder of children in 93 uh, be exonerated in the public eye as I think that is to push this new world, this new order of uh, everything is satanic. Everything is evil. I, we need uh, an overarching leader to put order in place um, through all this chaos around, you know, um, where and they, if they think that uh, the regular justice is evil and uh, they're putting good people in jail, then they'll want to destroy that, too. It's I think it's part of the disillusion of America and you know, overall, the dissolution of the nation states into this, the one world. Uh, it's, if you look at, I mean, the biblical stuff uh, where they had, you know, the Antichrist will unite everybody by causing, uh, you know, order after the chaos of, you know, uh, all of his legions or whatever. Uh, I'm not, I'm not very good with this stuff here, but, but basically um, people will unite because they will want this one leader to who they think is a good dude to to create order but if they if people think that satanism is good then they will unite under a satanic ruler you know and this guy with all the the power of the worldly you know uh war warfare is is to wage war against the the heavens when you know when jesus comes back to rectify what you know i don't know this is this is running on on like biblical stuff and like rust Dizdar, uh like black awakening type ideas and um you know uh seeing what is happening goes into all the 09a stuff this right? kind of black white the hardcore nihilism postmodernism right. of adam waffen types they just busted another guy uh, just recently, I forgot what his name was. He's a Latino, but he was a friend of uh, Isaac Groyper. What was that? Lopez, Flores. I can't remember the guy's mm -hmm. name, but he's kind of like an all right type. But this guy apparently was making threatening statements. He got arrested. So, um, yeah, they, I think that there is a lot of the um, by having violent people cause chaos, it will cause other people to run the other way. And to you know, elect a Hitler type to to make order, you know. And if there is no um, type like that around here, they'll go, "Oh, please, United Nations, come and fix it." Or you know, like if Trump gets elected again, then maybe there will be no America left afterwards because all everybody's going to get so pissed. And you know, I think that that's they're like push the pendulum a little bit with Biden and it's going to swing the other way hard with Trump. And then they're going to, then they can do their gun grab and then they can come house to house. And they yeah. already are. They, they've been videos of guys going to houses, checking and making sure the, the guns registered are there. Right. Oh yeah. The red flag they're, laws have already started. Yeah. No, but the, the red flag laws, but there's something else where these local sheriffs, some of them are going in and looking at people. I don't know who yeah. made that mandate, but it's so evil. I mean, they, you know, yeah. the, the freedom of speech is getting eroded. You know, the Internet is getting smaller and more narrow. And, uh, you know, they want every every couple of years they have another or every for a while there, every month or two, they had school shootings or public shootings. And it's always this crazy lone gunman 
um, which, you know, I believe is a mind-controlled slave. Most of them are uh, Manchurian candidate type, my candidate types that like, uh, you know, homes where he shoots up the movie theater and then he goes in his car and he waits, you know, there's, you know, and there's, that's like the guy who shot Lennon. Exactly. And just went and sat down. Like, exactly. Why aren't you running for your life? Yes. And, uh, you know, these people are because Chapman, Mark David Chapman. Yep. They, uh, they're fulfilling their duty. They're doing what they're programmed to do. And, uh, you know, they're put in place to cause this fear in the public and then they can use that later. Like the the Holmes incident is incorporated into the Joker movie. And it uses that fear in the film. Like uh, the Joker is like in a movie theater with a bunch of rich people. And they're watching um, Charlie Chapman on TV and or on the screen. And it's like, you know, that is reminiscent of the Joker character shooting up the movie theater. And it's like, you know, that the Joker wants to kill all these people, you know, and it's, and it creates this tension within the viewer. And I think that is part of the, the spell. I think that this, I think it's to create a, a fear of like a just unfounded anxiety that causes people to um, be more, uh, you know, co- cohesive to the, um, to the larger, uh, like the, like communism instead of individuality to, to lose their individuality and become one of the, the many, because then they don't have to think anymore because nothing makes sense. Like, Oh, just let them tell me what to think and, you know, do, you know, be part of the culture, you know, and like give up my sovereignty and then that, and in doing so, they are becoming full slaves for this new world order Satanism that wants to uh, enslave the world in a new feudalism. You know, I have some big, big topics. I'm sorry. No, but I mean, that's the whole thing is like you're seeing little pieces of it, different facets of this new kind of civilization that WEF is pushing and all that stuff. They want your farmland, they want you to eat bugs. Yes, exactly. They yeah. want you to live in a freaking self-contained environment unbelievable i mean unbelievable yeah. kind of ideas that they're pushing in there it's going global yeah. so it's yeah. happening in canada new yeah. zealand all you know whatever they can push through through this whole jab fraud let's finish exactly. let's okay yeah you know that it was really finally over as we had a friend who took us to see like an improv comedy routine and we're sitting in a room full of people watching the show and we're on the very front row and there's a bunch of people behind us and i realized I don't have to worry about anybody behind me stabbing me or hitting me in the back of the head. They're all watching the show. That, that's all wow. Could you pause that right there? Now, let's, let's, we'll listen to that over again. Improv comedy routine. And we're sitting in a room full of people watching the show. And we're on the very front row and there's a bunch of people behind us. And I realized I don't have to worry about anybody behind me stabbing me or hitting me in the back of the head. They're all watching the show. That, that's over. That was the you for ten years every day. So he he's describing what he's doing right now, and behind his head, in the back behind in the back of his head, is the blue square. He doesn't have to worry about the blue square because the, the Freemasonry is there behind him. They got his back. He doesn't have to worry. I think that's what he was saying. I've, 
I mean, but because he, they're watching the show. It's like a it's like a comedy show. What he's doing right now, it's right? Like, it's like a comedy show. Interesting, uh, but the, he's saying something that couldn't be true in reality if he was right. locked up and uh, yeah, so exactly. When you're in solitary, hours a day. yeah, right. he wasn't afraid of getting stabbed. And those people that, especially when they're uh, like protective custody, they're only let out one at a time. When they do have their one hour out, they're let out one at a time under like super they even have handcuffs on when they're out right like, they usually put them in like a like a, even a cage almost like a caged you know zoo animal yeah like they'll let them out but they're individual on a cage because they're exactly animals. yeah because they'll because the other ones that are also in protective custody will also try to kill each other you know what right. i mean so no, like, no there's all kinds of crazy things that happen in jail right all kinds of crazy all right here's this is another one this is another mbsing to another uh journalist okay. you are most of the day where i am i am in a solitary confinement 24 hours a day seven days a week it's a uh, concrete cell um there aren't even bars like you see here it's a solid steel door so you're pretty much sealed inside a vault 24 hours a day seven days a week There's a yeah right i've actually been in one of those they, the new man block of the, the jail that i went, I went to county and they you know, when you first get in and they don't assign you a regular block yet, they keep you there for like a few days or a week. And like, you know, it's 23 hour lockdown. And I, same thing, except they let all of us out at once because we weren't a danger, but uh, like the new, new people. But you could see through the window, like, oh, there's, did it let out one at a time and they got him in chain? Like, I could see how they operate and how the, um, you know, how the, uh, uh it, the the entire operation works so you know i was only there for you know cannabis laws and that kind of thing but because it used to be illegal 20 years ago but uh but now you know uh, i can i can attest to that that he would not be in danger at all unless the guards allowed it to happen or the guards did it themselves and he's just talking through his yeah but he he says that it's happened but there's no lawsuit there's no evidence no. There's no nothing in writing that ever indicated he was abused in prison. Right, right. Could it be reopened, of course. A you know, pardon would be great, and and it should come to you <laughs> the, the, the all the evidence in this case. Right, should give him the Medal of Freedom. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's incredible. This this whole, when I, even I've watched this ten times. Uh, Piers Morgan gets more uh, obvious and strange yeah. every time I watch it. Yeah. He's just throwing these leading questions to them. I've seen the same thing on Joe Rogan. Like one of Eccles' buddies is on there. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, if he uh, was abused, he should get a payout or something like that. Like, what the... It's like a pre it's like a prescripted. They have all this evidence that he killed those kids, but they don't have any evidence of whatever lies Eccles is saying. But they say, oh, Eccles oh, is the truth and we should give him money. I mean. How much money has he gotten so far? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how all that money got apportioned. I know that they raised a real, a lot of money. And I don't know how he, I know he they raised a bunch for a book. I think that Baldwin raised money for a book. Uh, Eccles, he did release a couple books. Uh, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Um, but I know that they collected a lot of money from Sympathy you know of these these poor fools that think they're they're innocent sending money 
Uh, it's amazing. They raised ten to twenty million dollars. I don't think there's ever been an accounting of how much geez. money they actually raised, but it's a significant amount. They had the best attorneys. The guy Reardon, who was the appellate attorney, was is a known, like a legit guy. He worked for Bob, Barry Bonds and all these people. Like he he like he did a great job with Barry Bonds. Wow. So he did a good job here too. I mean, to get him off. I mean, it's yeah. The Alfred plea. Uh, on Democracy Now, uh, Eccles told, what's her name, the main host lady. Oh, he Goodman? Said, Goodman? Uh, yeah, yeah. Goodman. yeah. I and have the clip. Do you want to watch it? Sure, yeah. All right, let's, let's finish this one. Let's finish this one. Okay. It'd be reopened, of course. A pardon would be great. And, and it should come to you, given the, 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 all the evidence in this case. This is like, this is the con. Uh, and you've, you would know, you've seen me. Uh, we often go to the spa together. Not now, yeah. All right. Come on. We often go to the spa together. Not now, yeah. All right. Come on. It was your idea. <laughs> this is a terrible it was idea. your idea really to go to the spa. This is uncomfortable. Let's it was get, your spa. Let's get to the... I thought it's a weird place. It's not, it turns out it's not even a spa. Let's get to the... It's a room. room. It's a creepy room he has. You're not going to get your plug <laughs> You're not going to get your pelogi threatens. It's a creepy room he has. Yeah, so like yeah Conan, room. Conan had an orange square. He didn't get the blue square. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. Conan's not one of them. He's from Boston. He's poor folk. He's, yeah. You know. get that silver spoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is somebody's asked me the question about the Smurfs. It's from the Ricky Clymer statement. This is it right here. And basically, it's like uh, they would do, according to this, it was like, Okay, did was like buying crazy, hallucinating crazy what was going on. Uh, you know, sometimes it'd be flat out violence, you know, sometimes getting into fights and stuff, and then sometimes it would be like, you know, you're sitting there and you know, the next thing you'll start thinking of some cartoon characters. Let's say the little guy in blue, Smurfs. Yeah, Smurfs, mm -hmm. things like that. And suddenly the next thing you know, all of a sudden somebody will be running at you and the Smurf has a heart on his arms and he will be running at you and stuff, you know. Stuff like that, you just start running around, you know. Things Sounds like, like SRA type shit, you know. They're doing a lot of like uh, drugs and hard like mind programming, like yeah, yeah, they you know suggestion and because I mean some people like uh, the memories that they have are memories that were implanted by the the abusers. I mean that I've seen that be the case. Um, you know, some of these alien abduction people are probably uh abducted by humans and, right you know, right so uh that's a whole nother show i guess but um yeah this uh i where was it the alfred he he discussed on democracy now about the alfred plea let me see if i can find it that probably happens <laughs> okay go ahead it, no please continue it seems silly to me like uh he said that he took it because he was afraid and uh, I guess we'll have it when you when you show the. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Uh, <laughs> on Damien's website nowadays, there's a quote that says, "I want to raise the vibration of consciousness on Earth as much as I possibly can." End quote. I'm like, what? Oh, that's why he murdered kids. Okay. And whatever else he's doing, he's not ever raising any consciousness. He's just pu putting people in darkness and ignorance. Anyway, okay, sorry. Okay. I mean, <laughs> it really gets my goat, man. I really, really. 
This is the one. Is this the clip you're talking about? Uh, I don't think so, but go ahead and. Uh, that's her, right? Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Incidented series like this, of executions. She should know better. Yeah, oh, she's one of them. She works for yeah, to temporarily halt the state's plan. In total, Arkansas had planned to execute eight prisoners this month in its rush to carry out the executions before the state's supply of the sedative midazolam expires. In this web exclusive, we continue our conversation with Damian Eccles, who was freed from Arkansas. Continue. Death. I bet you the, the original oh, one. Maybe there's a version. All of these men. He served on death row for eight. I've got the quote that he said from before. He, she asked about the Alfred plea. Over the weekend, and uh, returned to Arkansas to protest the state's rapid succession execution plans. Yeah, this isn't it. This was is one of the West Memphis Three, the young men in West Memphis, Arkansas, who were imprisoned for the 1993 slayings of three Okay, so she's had him on twice. Because yeah. this is the other one. This is, this is the, probably the first one. Okay. Yeah, this one. Yeah, it's part of a larger broadcast. Mm -hmm. Case after the hastily called court hearing in Jonesboro, Arkansas. At the time, two of the men had been sentenced to life. Eccles was on death row. The West Memphis Three were teenagers back in '94 when they oh. were convicted. Oh, better. Hey. Yeah. Branch, They're fans. Brown, James Michael Moore. At the time, police called the murder satanic because the children's naked bodies had been bound and apparently mutilated. However, recent DNA tests did not link However, the oh, okay. presence of others who have never been identified. And the new documentary, West of Memphis, suggests the three young... This is, this, that is, I mean, you have to applaud the PR people for yeah. getting people heard to say stuff like that. Yeah. This, these new tests were just done by... The defense, like they weren't done by the state. Such a joke. So embarrassing. I'm so embarrassed for her. On <laughs> turtles commonly found in the Arkansas, Tennessee. Oh, then the turtles. Oh, the turtles too. Oh, man. Three case became a cause celeb, with critics arguing the men were unjustly targeted. Among those who championed their cause were celebrities like Pearl Jam's Eddie Vedder and Dixie <laughs> Chicks singer Natalie Maines. Award-winning director Joe Berlinger first sparked an international movement to free the West Memphis Three through his documentaries Paradise Lost, The Child Murders at Robin Hood Hills. The story continues to capture filmmakers' attention years after. Uh, the now Oscar winner Colin Firth and actress Reese Witherspoon have announced they will star in a movie called The Devil's Knot, the first narrative feature concerning the complicated yet fascinating subject of the West Memphis Three. Well, Democracy Now! recently got a chance to sit down with Damien Eccles, a uh, talk about the documentary he co-produced, West of Memphis, which premiered at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah, the largest independent film showcase in the country. I also spoke with Damien's wife, Lori Davis, and the film director, Amy Berg. I began by asking Damien Eccles how it felt to be free after nearly 18 years in prison. Whenever I first got out, I was in a state of extreme shock and, and trauma. You know, you would think you would just be happy. Well, but it's really um, psychologically devastating just because I had been in prison for over 18 years. I'd been in solitary confinement for almost 10 years. And then really all at once i was just thrown out into the world again and um it shakes you so for me the past five months has just been a process of slowly coming out of that state of shock and sort of trying to just adapt and adjust to life 
as normal people live it. You were on death row for how many years? I was on death row for 17 years. I sat in jail for a year waiting to go to trial. So 18 years altogether. Death row. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> you deserved it. <laughs> I don't think so. I think uh, some part of me always had faith that this would work out. I didn't have any faith in the justice system because I had seen how corrupt it was all the way to the core from the inside. And that completely took away any faith I had in the system whatsoever. What I did have faith in was all the people that came to our aid, you know, the supporters and the investigators and everybody that rallied around us. That's what I had faith in. And that's why I believed I would eventually get out. You certainly didn't have that at the beginning when you were first picked up. Can you talk about what was going through your mind in those days? I was very young and very naive. I didn't have any experience with the system. I didn't understand how corrupt it was. And in my mind at the time, you know, whenever we were going through the trial and everything else, I thought it's physically impossible for them to prove you've done something you haven't done. Therefore, I don't really have anything to worry about. And that's sort of the mind frame that I had at that time. Amy Berg, in your film, West of Memphis, you present a very convincing picture at the beginning that, well, these three young men were probably guilty. And you just lay it out there as everyone saw it in the town. And you have this moment where you show this smile, almost sneer of Damien. Talk about that. And I wanted Damien to also then talk about that when he sees that today. Well, we felt um, it's a very challenging story to tell, and it's two and a half hours already, and we had we had over 800 hours of footage. I mean, this was a, was a very intense investigation that was going on for two years on the ground. Um, so the idea that we needed to take the audience through how these guys were convicted, right. basically... Take the audience through it. That's why the first act is being told like that. Now, of course, it was Damien, obviously, is a producer on the film, and he's had tremendous input in the film, and I wasn't sure how he would feel about that. So what, he can tell you how he... I think it was really, really good just because it sort of spoke to the mind frame and, it, and sort of referenced how everything was in 93 at the time of the trials. You were... How old? I was, oh, there he goes again. Our properties. Do you remember this moment? Um, yes, I do. And, and I, the reason I thought it was so perfect is because at that moment, all I'm actually doing is smiling at my family who's standing outside the car. But the media at the time would take something like that and twist it and manipulate it and try to make it look like something else. And I think the way Amy has it in the film, it shows exactly how they were doing it at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Laurie, yeah, it's not a silence, heard? right? Yes. Yeah, we can go back and and listen to. Uh, I have that video too. We can watch that. Do you want to continue watching this or what? Oh, I, I don't know. It's. I think we can. I got the. I got the quote. He says is that he he took the Alfred plea because he was afraid the state would have him stabbed in jail before his inevitable exoneration. He thought that he was gonna if he didn't take the Alfred plea that he would be able to sue the state for sixty million dollars. And if he stayed in jail trying to get his own exoneration, he would be under threat of being stabbed and killed because it only takes 50 bucks to stab somebody in jail. <laughs> and it's like, come on, guy. He's like, that's the only reason I took the plea. Uh, 
and it's it's forever it's like i'm a victim oh i just oh yeah oh victim and once you watch him enough you just realize like nothing is true like, <laughs> yes nothing is selling and everything like that yeah. somebody wants me to show this picture a picture of peter olavenda in an oto ritual so <laughs> This is actually Alex Jones is in here too. This guy's another occultist. That's Mitch Horowitz, like a self-admit. Uh, but here's Linda. He's actually not credited in this video. This is Secrets of Secret Societies, but he's in this like little list. See this little? There's a picture of these people walking in, and he's in it. Known as Libra Yisrael, these members of. Oh, it's muted. You got it on mute. Sorry. May appear alien to some people, exotic, strange, even dangerous. This is why no other groups have allowed the public into their rituals. Four invocations lead up to the moment when that extraordinary power will be called into the room. I forgot where he is on this. First, the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram. Next, a young woman begins the ritual known as the Star Ruby. He's definitely in here. He's. He's on one of these chairs too. He's fully on here. Hmm. You know, Sean, where is he? That's his back of his head. That's the oh, back okay. of Amanda's head, but we're going to see the front here. So. Oh, shoot. I think it's they're walking in. Oh, that's right. So that was Lavenda right there. So here's Lavenda. Find out your true purpose and then to do that purpose. There he is right there. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's. I mean, I would assume that that means he's a member of the OTO if they're saying these are all OTO members. Yeah. Anyway, and so. it's funny that they got him on TV. So yeah. It's funny that he allowed himself to be there. He's not credited in this. Alex Jones is in here kind of ranting off. <laughs> yeah. There he is. He's in the Bohemian Grove section. The builder. There he is. In Grove. I think that Alex Jones is part of a larger conspiracy too. I think that uh, they, I mean, in the beginning he was telling you that the government is bad and don't vote. And now he's telling you that Trump is great and he should be emperor. Now, I guess now he doesn't like Trump anymore, but come on, you know, he totally helped change people into being uh, fervent, you know, frothing at the bit, voting for more slavery, you know, and, and he's, you know, he said, he even said that martial law is good when Trump does it, right. you know, and he said martial law is the same as the Magna Carta. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. And he knows what he's doing. And, uh, he, you know, he's there to catch people. And I think he's totally, I think he's controlled. I think this new thing that's happening with him, uh, paying money over Sandy Hook, he didn't defend his case at all. He didn't um, try to. He just went 
he just went down with the ship, you know, uh, just took it. And now everybody else that says something and, and some victim gets, you know, or somebody feels they're a victim of your words, then they can come after you with civil lawsuits. And I think it's the opening of a new door. Like Alex Jones was the first one to get erased off of YouTube. Now all of us got erased except for you. Somehow we're on YouTube. No, they took took my, my old site's gone. It's not on it. Oh, really? They took, Oh, Oh, you're on Right, 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 right. I can't get into William Ramsey investigates version one either. So it's there. But they won't let me into it, so I can't edit it. So it's like it's perfect, like it's a perfect trap, you know, where we think that we have freedom here. And then all of a sudden, you know, like just like people who follow Alex and they think they're getting truth there, you know, he gives some truth and then he gives you a lot of bitter sweet, you know, it's, you know, not all of it's true. And a lot of it gets you in an emotional reaction state where you're not thinking, um, you know, and they're, he's constantly flooding you with new stuff. Like, so you never get time to think about what he's actually saying. And they got this emotive music that's like, bum, 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 you know, just like the news. It's He's doing the same thing. Yeah, he's a CNP member. I'm, I'm pretty much con- convinced that, which is like, you're just on a different, I think John Brisson would say, you're just on the other side of the pyramid. You're right. still controlled. And exactly. he's done a lot of really stuff. He's a very skilled salesman. A lot of people right. don't know that. Like they they quote him that frogs going gay thing, that is this fear, fear selling because right after he did that he was selling um, water purifiers. Oh yeah. So yeah. there was a direct tie for you to get instead of saying yeah. go get your. But it is true water. though. It is it is true though that there are endocrine endocrine disrupting oh, chemicals. No, I totally believe that. The, but I'm just BPA. saying. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that that's how he creates that panic, kind of almost right. like a WWE right. response in his listeners, yeah. and then hits him with a quick sale. It's a sell tax, sales tactic. Yeah. It's very skilled. Like, I, sells, sales. like they, I did a lot of um, transactional work in, in kind of sales environments and things like that. I mm-hmm. know people are know what he's doing. Right. I mean, right. A lot of people it's, don't. They just look at the kind of. Uh, you know, circus like element, but he's, it he's definitely is a circus. I've seen some of his pills. He's got one for, uh, called carnism something. And where for people that eat a lot of meat and potatoes and have indigestion, it's like you, you take a pill to like help your gut biome. <laughs> it's like, it's, I mean, he knows who he's selling to. It's really funny. Yeah, it's but, funny. Um, here's here's yeah. one. Here's a video of Eccles. Just, he was out in, in court. He was out of his mind. Like it's very strange. This is an old one. Like, what are you doing? Like, he was just so strange at court. Like, he didn't understand what was happening. I think he might have been under, like, yeah, he's under something. Yeah. Like, not. Or he knows that ultimately he knows what he's doing is right for him because he's going to get promoted no matter what happens. He's going to get promoted by the cult. This video is so strange. He's like looking around. His eyes are jutting around left and right, smiling to himself. It's so strange, man. Yeah. It's almost like um, Duper's Delight. This is the one where, yeah, Duper's Delight. This is the one where he licks his lips to the mother, too. That's who he's talking about with Goodman. He's talking about Goodman. This is from the Geraldo five-part special. 
sick. Yeah, he wants he wants to get the most reaction. He loves that, you know. And now he's capitalized. His whole career is capitalizing on that image of being a murderer. You know, even, even if he didn't do it, he's still famous for doing it. And he's making money now selling books about ritual. Ma- like I've, I've like skimmed through some of his stuff. It's basically like it's the same as um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you know, the New Age movement type stuff. Like it's very surface level, new agey, just flowery language. Just it, there's no content really. He's just kind of giving fluff and uh, charging money for it. And I think that it's, you know, it's keeping people in the same spell as what the new age does. It gives them that, that spirituality without having the morality you know, it's it's like a it's like a net for people who anyway, uh, I believe that that's what his books are. And I think that that is like um, it's just a furtherance of this this um, magic that this magic spell that's been continued since 1994, or 96, I guess, when the movie started. Have you ever heard the call that there was left in the in the police files to uh to the West Memphis PD. Did you ever hear that one? That might be Eccles. Oh, no. I uh, I think I do, but go ahead and please play that. Let me see if I can play that. That'd be good. I mean, it's, I mean, it's really a stunning piece because it was just left in the files, and then, like, somebody said, hey, is this Eccles? Like, what the heck is going on? Um, and, and it happens. There was, a, there was a researcher. I don't want to mention his name without his permission, but the mm-hmm. timing of the call, I think, was on the 15th. The murders happened on the 5th. So like 10 days later, somebody calls in. They didn't get arrested till June 3rd. But there was like this slow progression of investigation going on. And I think Eccles was brought in on the the 10th, on the 14th or something. Like he was brought in repeatedly. But on the 15th, like the day after he was at the police station, this call came in. This is tons of luminol. May 12th, sorry, I forgot the date. Yeah, blood evidence, right? Yeah, that could be his voice, like he's putting on an accent. Uh, There's the pentagram. Have you ever seen the pentagram on his chest? No, I've seen he's got a bunch of tattoos. And his most recent one, this is before he was arrested. Mm -hmm. And it was brought up in court. (laughs) Just thought it was cool. Yeah. It's you can barely discern it. There's like little dots that you can kind of see. If you can identify the dots on his chest, mm-hmm. you can like draw a line with your mind and it creates a bit. I see. It's not that obvious. 
his mom supposedly took these pictures after the murders, before the arrest, because she thought she was he was going to get beat up by the cops. <clears throat> they got some, I got some questions, Sean. Yeah, what happened to the Dixie Chicks? I don't even know. <laughs> you know what happened to the Dixie Chicks? I uh, know. I think they went off into oblivion, man. What the? There was some what? kind of. They they were on the side of these guys, and then they were anti George Bush. Was that it? And then they I were. They thought everybody thought that they were anti-American because they were anti. I think that's what happened. Then they just stopped selling records. Yeah, they broke up or something. I don't know. Um, let's see what else we got here. Do you think Damien will eventually get his own show on Joe Rogan Experience? Maybe. <laughs> he has an association with someone. Well, what's the guy's uh, name? It's. Uh, he's also uh, good friends with that Henry Rollins guy. I Rollins, think he's got yeah. a show too. Eccles is Eccles is or or Eccles is friends with uh, Rollins uh, Henry Rollins, um, but it's and, the other guy. There's this other guy whose name I can't remember right now. Who had? It was called Midnight Gospel. Was the name of the show Eccles was on there? Do you hmm. remember Midnight Gospel? I haven't heard that one. No, I've never heard. Does that anybody one. know Midnight Gospel? Is listening? I forgot. Hmm. Yeah, I've I've heard him on the um, the. Uh, Duncan Trussell. That's it. Duncan Trussell was Midnight Gospel. That's the thing. okay. And that, that was, was just it was he was just fawning over the guy. Oh, you're great. And, and he said in the beginning, we're not going to talk about the murders. We're just going to talk about his art. And then he just you know basically held his ball bag and was like, I love you, guy. You know, it was really sad. They all do these Hollywood guys. They just think Eccles is just like the. There's pictures of him with Rollins where Rollins is in a state of ecstasy. He looks so freaking happy. I'm like, yeah, what's going yeah. on? It's so I, weird. I think it's because they're celebrities in the cult because they they've done something so daring, and they've gone through this trial to prove their dedication to this uh, the Satanism. I mean, to Johnny Depp, Damien Eccles is a hero. Because Damien Eccles actually murdered somebody in front of everybody and got, you know what I mean? And he's famous for it. And Johnny Depp's like, you're the best. And, you know. You're so special. Here it is. Yeah. Look at this picture. I mean, is this ecstasy or what? what is this emotion? <laughs> what is this emotion here? Oh, yeah, that one. Ugh. Yeah, he's so proud. He's just so happy. Like, right. wow, smile, open mouth. Yeah, he wouldn't be that proud if he didn't actually think he did the murder. You know, if he was just somebody who was on death row, why would he be that happy? He's that happy because he's there with the real murderer who did the real occult Satanist working in the in broad daylight. Yay. I think that's what it is. Any info on Eccles' wife in her past? She has a mysterious past. I think she was a... Uh, the redhead? Architect or something like that, like a... I think she was his girlfriend in the beginning, wasn't she? Uh, wasn't no, she on the road she, with him walking? The no, one who she, was the mother of his baby or whatever? Oh, okay. That's the old one. That is a girl okay. by the name of... She was on the road, either her or Jason. Her name was... Oh, gosh. I should know this. Right. Anyway, that's the mother of his baby. His child is like... His kid is like some kind of mess in Arizona. I'm sure. And then he had a new wife that he met while he was in jail. Okay. I forgot her name. I don't know. But there's a, like that's a weird phenomenon when when women fall in love with murderers in jail. Like 
somebody's okay. used the word high it's a very complex word hybristophilia go look that word up which is like where you have like a, a romantic charge of somebody who's done something horrible oh there's a word for it uh, wow it's a philia yeah maybe that's why all those uh involuntary celibates the incels go and do murders and stuff because they're trying to find a girlfriend that's probably what it is it's an interesting attraction to those who commit crimes a paraphilia which arousal facilitation attainment of blah 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 partner known to have committed a crime like they they get off on it yeah how were yeah. his parents unaware that he's putting dogs his parents weren't unaware that's the whole thing is that his parents knew he was putting it on exactly it was flat out ass that's a whole nother thing like his yeah. mother flat out asked, there's a lesser known book that's never mentioned by these guys. And it's called, it's by Parasquia, who was on site. He was in that area, much like Mies at the time. And it was called, and he, he it was Mark Parasquia who worked for the Commercial Appeal. And he wrote a book and he talks about stuff. He's like, I can quote from that. Damien's mother, Fogelman. All right. Do you know anything about Damien having cat skulls and carrying them around? Pam, Damien's mother. It wasn't a cat skull. It was a dog skull. Okay, where was that? He was hanging on my clothesline in the backyard where I made him oh. leave it out there to dry before he carries it to school. Jesus. <laughs> so it's condoned by the parents, obviously. Yes, you can take it to school. Just let it dry first. Commercial appeal, Paris Square. Yeah. And there's so many articles. This guy wrote like 40 articles about the West Memphis Three case, almost all ignored. Nobody mentions them. This one, uh, June 5th, 1993. Michael Wayne Eccles carried a cat school around with him at school and routinely dressed in black. A couple of years ago, he took to call himself Damien, presumably after the Antichrist character popularized in a series of Hollywood movies. movies. Right. Eccles often brought a cat school to school, sitting sullenly in class. While everyone else was working, he was just playing with that school. Yeah. Yeah, There's that's evidence of serious psychological problems you know and he's exhibiting that on purpose you know um and i think that the parents uh the par it's the same thing with Dahmer, just like the the um the the uh, comment has said yes it's the same as jeffrey Dahmer's family they knew about it they helped get rid of all the stuff from his room before they the police came uh they like they cleaned up the evidence because he had a lot of stuff um, in his room, like jars of animal parts and like bones and pieces, you know, the same collecting as the same the way that Jeffrey Dahmer did with humans later on in life. Somebody asked DNA. There was a kind of a famous ex outtake from West of Map, uh, the first Paradise Lost, which was there was one of the pendants found. It had blood on it, but they weren't going to stop the trial. And they're looking at it to see what happened. I don't know if there was any additional testing done on that. Not, uh, not to my knowledge. Yeah, there's not. There hasn't been much new evidence. Um, they just keep dragging it out, like more is going to come, and you know, it's just kind of like forever, make putting an endless end date on this this current. Zeit, you know this current spell that's working you know uh they can drag it out forever right they're doing it in public they right. keep going and i think that's the repeated things going to 
all the way to Arkansas to Arkansas to challenge these things that they've signed off that they they wouldn't ever sue the state. I think that I'm pretty sure I got to go back and look at those agreements they signed August 2011. But uh, I think that they just do that because to keep the spell going. And it was interesting. Right. There was this video. I think I had it when I was talking to Roberta Glass. We were doing kind of a retrospective on West Memphis three and it had this other magician, Jason Louvre. Have you ever heard of Jason Louvre? No. Yeah, and so he was in there. He was with Eccles in Arkansas. It's so strange with uh, Mara Leverett. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, it seems like Eccles is one of the people, like, uh, he's, he. if you know him, then you're blessed in the cult. Like, they, uh, that's one of the reasons why Henry Rollins there is so happy, you know, to be so close and I think that um, he's a signpost for the satanic cult and uh, people use his image to show their allegiance. Uh, And especially when they get tattoos, you know. Right. So the tattoo is like, we're a part of it too right now. Right. 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 And it's even like branding their body that was given to them by creation, you know. And uh, I think there's a lot to that you know in the in the magic world if you if you alter your body and have certain messages on it i think that that it relates to something uh i can't put my finger on I'm, i haven't figured that out yet i'm not in the occult orders you know <laughs> i'm trying to figure it out too this <laughs> guy right here the reason i know him because i researched genesis p orage who died there's a picture of echoes with orage but this guy edited one of the Topi books, which was called The Psychic Bible. And so this was the editor. And there he is hanging out with Damien Eccles. Like, crazy. Like, what the psychic hell? Psychic Bible. Yeah, have you ever heard of the, the Psychic Bible? No. Apparently the max capacity of the courtroom is 15 people. And that has been exceeded. That's pretty much all we got right now, at least. But we wanted to do a video about it and show support. Damien put up post on Instagram about asking people to come because apparently the, according to him, one of the reasons, the only, the only reason the state didn't murder him last time is because there was so much support and so many people watching. So figured we ought to come, it's, you know, it's a, gotta help a brother in need. So, uh, so yeah, he's, lie. He, he's choking right? through his words. He can't even say the lie. Like he's like, yeah. Oh, so that's why we're here. Oh. Need. This is fairly recent. I think this is within the last uh, month. And there's Mara Leverett. Listen to her. This is the so-called, this is what people say. She's the author of record for this whole case. Listen to her. She's a freaking, she's an activist. Listen to her. It was hard to hear, the judge. She's very soft-spoken, and it's very hard to hear what she was saying. But basically, it seemed to me that she said there are a couple hurdles that have to be crossed here. One of them was going to be the jurisdiction. Was this filed in the right That's Baldwin in the background with the blue hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're all there, yeah. Me when she said, no problem there. Second one was, is this a habeas corpus position? Which is what the prosecutor had raised. The argument came down to, is Damien Nichols in custody of the state right now? The state has claimed he's not. Habeas corpus applies to people who are in custody according to the law, according to the judge's interpretation. 
Damien's lawyer argued he is not entirely free. He has still got this felony conviction hanging over him. He is still not uh, free of a wrongful conviction. And this is a way, getting this tested is a way that we could establish that. Essentially, as far as I could understand from the judge, and as I said, she her voice was muted. So we'll have to see an exact transcript. But she said that that her, her interpretation of the law is that making this a, um, that he is not in custody of the state. And basically, that's that. So this, the law, the, this is. This is Eccles the last month or so. We are the brightest people trying to get things changed. All you need is a simple change in your own legislature. The concern here is that there's a possibility. Yeah, the, um, she is an activist. She's, she yeah. said it's a wrongful conviction. She's working to get it. Yeah. He's not free. What, what does she mean he's not free? He's walking around. He's making money. I mean. Yeah, he's about as free as you can get. If, if you have something, that's another curious thing about this case is they've never come up with anything successful to pin anybody else other than themselves. Right. They need allegations, but they cannot go to court and actually say, we were wrongfully convicted here. Is, here is no, it's just something. All they, they can do is lie on, you know, on democracy now or whatever else, you know, it's just, and that's, and they don't care about regular court. They only care about public opinion. They're not trying to fight in court. They're trying to stay away from court. They know they did it. You know, it's, uh, they go on Piers Morgan, you know, that's where they're, they focus their energy they say, I'm going to write a new book. Give me money. You know. Yeah. J uh, Jason Baldwin uh, had his Kickstarter, I think it was 2012, $30,000. He's never produced a book. <laughs> yeah. You can write a book for almost free. I mean, it doesn't take $30,000. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And, you know, of course, they're, you know, and if they're a victim, they think they're entitled to it. They, they think they're entitled. When they did that, you know, they mutilated those kids. Um, right. This really is sick. an interesting thing. This guy, Weed Steals, Play-Doh Snakes. Disinfo is fully occulted, man. This mm -hmm. guy, the guy who's the scheduler, scheduler for Jay, Joe Rogan, his, his producer is a disinfo guy. And that guy, I forgot, oh, Schneider, what was his last name? He was all over. Uh, do you know who wrote the, the disinfo book? Or who heads I think I know who you're talking about. I'm, I've heard of that. And there's a bunch of people that work with them uh, in, you know, along with they, I guess it's that way it's poisoning all of these other, like, I'm sure that Jones knows he's, it's part of the, you uh, know, he's got to know. Right. Exactly. He's got to know. And so does Rogan's got to know. Right. This info guy's name was, Oh, come on. I know his face. He's, I mean, it's incredible. <laughs> I can't even believe that anybody's associated with this guy. Richard Metzger. Oh, I've heard that name. Yeah. Richard Metzger, Disinfo, interview Genesis P. Orridge, friends with Adam Parfrey. Genesis P. Orridge is also friends with Damien Eccles. Eccles, all these guys. 
There's a kind of a semi-famous interview of Metzger interviewing Orridge and Robert Anton Wilson at the same time. So these guys are all right. They're all good. and Porridge is pushing the transgender thing and saying that's evolution of the human species. And right. And know. so then Porridge's disciple is that guy I just showed, Jason Luth. Wow. Like literally went to go live at Genesis P. Orridge's monastery cult monastery a cult whatever yeah. you know and that's kind of the interesting tie-in to fight club is that that was almost like a cult if you watch yes the foundation of project mayhem mm -hmm. getting in you had a way right. you get inducted you become a brother his name was whatever you know yeah you they kept you to keep you separate from the rest of society and they give you brainwashing like programming tasks just like you said you have yeah. to go do something to prove your worth to the thing. Yes. So that's what all the Project Mayhem was. Really, I mean, it's it's there in front of your face in that movie. There's so many things, the smiley face and everything. It's just right. not explained. And I think we, I I think I we, sent you a message. You and I should do an analysis of Fight Club. That would be good. Yeah. I uh, also in that in the Joker there was a smiley face. Uh, he like puts a cigarette out on the wall. And he makes a smiley face out of it. And the Joker is a smiley face. That whole idea of, you know. Uh, the laughing. Yeah. Like being, you know, uh, laughing at murder and horror. And, uh, you know, and that relates to the smiley face. The smiley face is put on the wall next to the murders. Like right before he, he does that with the cigarette. And then he kills this guy. That was the first murder. kill too, right? It was the first kill. I think so. It was in his apartment, and um, sure it's the first kill, yeah. yeah, and it was in front of the the little person there who uh, who he didn't kill, you know. But uh, it's it's indicative indicative of um, what the O nine A does with the awakening of the satanic inside. Uh, it's that's when he finally snaps and allows the satanic urge to take hold and murder, you know. And then he inspires an entire, the entire population to riot and murder like him to this chaos project mayhem like Joker also is a continuation of that idea, you know. Aren't the chaos magician, the chaos right. release, releasing that energy. Mm -hmm. that stuff, yeah. yeah. I think that that's really it. I think that that's the nature of Tyler Durden of, of five and a six, right? Uh, is that he's a chaos magician. That's the right. Way. So that's what this normal Ikea loving desk jockey yeah. becoming. Is really that. Yeah. And, and it's a split personality too. Yeah, it's a split personality the whole bit. That's, yeah. It gets deep into the occult because that's kind of like, and a lot of their stuff takes place at night, like mm -hmm. a lot of their uh, darkness stuff. So you see yeah. these occult tie-ins, this darkness, the night. Um, yeah. They I, did I read a, the full book. I read Palniak's book. who's on Rogan a lot. It's interesting. Uh, but at the end, it starts, he shoots himself in the mouth and creates a jagged smiley face. And that's how the book ends. Yeah. Wow. So, and that is like the inspiration. Like, um, and uh, when the Joker does a murder on television with like a gun to the head, boom. And if you look at, you know, they like to shoot people in the head with a gun. Like, look at, um, like we were talking about William Ramsey, or not William Ramsey, we were talking about uh, uh, Dave McGowan earlier. Uh, his book, it 
uh, all of those, a lot of those murders are uh, 22 to the head in close proximity. Um, and that's how the, uh, you know, the CIA is taught to kill. You can't low caliber weapon, right? Yes, exactly. And you, the, the ballistics are impossible because the bullet is so mangled. It bounces around inside the skull and the mob does that same thing. Um, so anyway, uh, I think that that is another, an, another, tr- uh, example, right? We are at 90 minutes. Is there anything you want to add? I, I feel like we've covered enough. enough. Oh, no, this is great. I, I'm glad that, uh, that we can agree that um, Damien Eccles is, is definitely guilty and that people are under a spell with this whole idea that he's innocent. Um, uh, if anybody wants any further evidence, I think they should all read your book, Abomination, Devil Worship and Deception in the West Memphis Three Murders. Uh, they can find it on Amazon. Is that correct? Can they find it anywhere? Amazon else? or my website, William Ramsey Investigates. Right. Yeah. We'll visit William Ramsey Investigates. Sorry. Yeah. Amazon is not the preferred way. To, uh, but in any case, uh, thank you so much, William, for, for being on my show and allowing me to host it on your show here. And uh, I'm glad to have had your audience listening as well as my own. And awesome. cheers for that. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Awesome. Take care. Sweet. Bye bye. Okay.